All right. Here we are. We're back. Hi, Marta. Hi, Ben. We are back from Los Angeles. We are uh, here based in Los Angeles from, uh, I think, the last time we were we were in your living room. Now we're bringing it back down south. Back to LA. And we are in a very dear friend's home yes, who saved our bacon. And I hope it's not offensive to our guests today. <laughs> <laughs> what a morning we had. And here we are. Woo! Wow. So just to, just to give everyone a quick update. Dylan, who is our man down here to help us record. We love Dylan. Had, we love Dylan. Had a last minute uh, work thing to do this weekend. So he had to pull out very suddenly, unfortunately. So we have been scrambling and I am so thankful that our dude Eli came through. That's right. Major thank you to our friend Eli, who yep. has an incredible studio set up in his home because this is what he does for I a mean, living. This is incredible. Like we're we're on the third floor of a, a beautiful townhouse in Hollywood, California, overlooking the Hollywood Hills. It's very, very nice. Like, and and it and it, it records sound, so that's the most important thing. Yeah. So thank you, Eli, for helping us out today in a jam and a you know what, people? Be good to your friends because they'll be good to you when you need them. Quick plug for friendship. It's insane. You know, like I was thinking about this on the way over. It's time to get emotional. It's time to get emo because right. that's what I do. Ben's very emo. I'm a very emo. I wear my heart on my sleeve. It is. But it's it's incredible how important a network is to have. It is. It's like, true. I, to me, it's like the most important aspect in life is friends and family. It's and, true. And, and we have created, you know, I look back, I've been here 10 years. We've known each other for almost seven, eight years now mm -hmm. and have built networks of just like incredible people that will just be there. And to be honest with you, I don't really know what I've done to deserve such amazing friends and family. I think you've just been a good friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Always anyway. and forever. <laughs> Anywho. So, you know, with that said, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're, we're finally off. Like 2019 is off to a great start for yep. everyone. Yep. What's been going on with you? Like... I think what's been going on is it's a lot of new year, new beginnings. And uh, one of the goals for me for this new year and you is to do this podcast for an entire year. That's and to the stick goal. to it and, and flip flop doing Bay Area, LA recording. Back and forth. Um, back and forth. And um, I'm really excited that we've been doing it. And I think we've been missing a big part of our podcast, which is plugging how people can follow us, give us feedback, talk to us, tell us what they want to hear about. Yeah. I mean, like we were obviously brand new at this. We're yeah. no experts at nope. all. So honestly, we're just kind of learning as we go. We always give ourselves feedback, but we need you guys to kind of tell us. Like, We need our moms, who there are a lot of people that listen to this, right. to tell us. Right. What like, do you want to hear? Are there different topics you want to know about? How the fuck do you do like what? Too much? I say like a lot. That was I one realized. of the things we talked about a couple of Were our you, first episodes. <laughs> I see what you did there. Did I liked that? it. Yeah, yeah I, say, I say like a lot, and I've learned that by listening to myself, which is painful, but I say like a lot. We all do. We all do. But I really do, so I'm going to work yeah, on okay. that. Right. But I think we need to make sure people know how to get a hold of us. You can follow us on Instagram at... How the fuck do I podcast? That's our handle. That's our handle. On Instagram, how the fuck do I podcast? Or you can email us, Ben, at... How the bleep do I podcast at gmail.com. Because you can't say fuck on Gmail. Which is bullshit. Yeah. So... There, there you go. You can get a hold of us. So hit us up, tag us. We, uh, we want to hear from you guys. Yes. And so it is the new year. And a big part of the new year for me, Ben, is trying to eat better. Oh. Because I ate like complete garbage over the holidays. And I'm, I'm not regretting it. I'm a single dude. And I do not take care of my eating at all. What, I, what did you eat today for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have breakfast. I had tea. 
Whoa. That's it. And then They're when I came one. over here, I ate uh, a whole, uh, a good slab of salami sliced up <laughs> and a tangerine. <laughs> if I could I just, that's what I'm eating If today. I could just put, put a name to Eli's face right now, it looks bewildered. <laughs> But, you know, we're not judging. We're not judging. But I'm just saying, like, this is why we're doing this podcast. Right. Because, honestly, I need to I need to eat better. That's right. You need. To, we all need to eat better. We all need to eat better. And I think that's why we want to know how the fuck do we eat healthy, which is why we have our amazing guest on today, Megan Marlowe. Say hello, hello. Megan. Hello. Hello, hello. I met Megan through Tony, who introduces me to so many people. <laughs> Tony and... He's your gateway drug. He's my gateway connection. <laughs> slash drug, slash everything, I guess. <laughs> um, and so y'all worked together at Network Music Group. Yes. A long time ago. A lifetime ago. A lifetime ago. <laughs> and since then, you've made a complete career transition as a plant-based chef mm-hmm. based out here of LA. And you are a co-owner and executive chef at Citizen Mustard. Owner, actually. Oh, shit. Owner. You <laughs> Owner. Bow, like a bow. <laughs> I do it all myself. <laughs> you are amazing. Wow. And and you also have your website, MeganMarlo.com, where you provide consultancy and you do, you've done meal plans with Jillian Michaels. Like, you're big time, girl. <laughs> and everyone needs to follow you on Instagram because your whole Instagram profile is beautiful. Thank and you. funny. Thank Colors. you. Just like her. Exactly. Yes. Which we're going to find way more out about on this episode. Yes, yes. So we're excited to have you here. And so very excited to be here. Thank you for being here. So I know we talked about you working in music and then you made this massive career transition. So what made you make that transition? Oh, man. It was like a composition of all kinds of things. I loved the music industry. I loved working in it. But it became very cutthroat, toxic a little bit. And I would go home at the end of the day and just cook to feel better. And I was like, if this is my stress relief after a long day, why don't I just make this my job? And I literally just started telling people I was a chef. But before that happened, I had gone through a really rough year. I had one of my best friends had committed suicide and I had had my heart broken and I had family members pass away and I was just drinking and eating and like feeling like crap. And I woke up one day and was like, I got to make a change. And so it was, I think it was like three years after I started eating healthy and kind of like made a lifestyle change because I was overweight like my whole life that I then decided to- Wow, leave. you look incredible now. Thank I'm you. just like, <laughs> what? Her, her Instagram says recovering fat kid. Yeah, it. it That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marta knew me like back when, I mean, I would just get drunk like every night of the week. Like, Marlo was a partier. Wow. It was like, Marlo. <laughs> what was a drink of choice? Like what What was? Oh man, just, everything. I mean, probably like beer and tequila shots. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I remember the tequila shots at the parties, oh, yeah. at the network company parties. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she no judgment me back there. in my glory days. Yes, but but <laughs> Megan does look fantastic. She really Thank does. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I really you do. appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and then I just, I think it was like three years after I kind of made like a lifestyle change that I was like, I I can't be here anymore. I think I think the music industry is great for a lot of reasons, but I think if you're trying to be really healthy, it can be really hard, especially if you're someone who already struggled with eating and alcohol because your lifestyle revolves around going to shows, getting drunk, like eating out with people, you know, things like that. And it was like, I gotta just separate myself from this. Kind of like 
if you're someone that can't not eat the chips, it's like, don't put them in the house because then I'm going to eat all of the chips. Yeah. So I kind of just had to like separate myself from that industry and have involve myself in a more like a healthier industry. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That is my biggest problem. So I, I work in the music business myself. Mm-hmm. I work at Warner Brothers. And that is one of the biggest things that I have a challenge with is I'm really trying to change my schedule as I get older to wake up early in the morning. But I literally can't because three, four days a week, I'm out at shows late at night. And like, you're right, like everyone's drinking and, and, you know, people are buying you drinks and you're out till 2 a.m. And it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. And then your alarm goes off at 430 and you're like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I I think even if you don't work in the music industry, that's a finance industry. And that's just a lot of people's (laughs) lives and being young and and working. So I think a lot of people could probably relate to it, even if you're not in music yeah Yeah, for sure for sure so then when you were like all right i'm gonna make this my full-time job yeah i i mean i literally just like i guess you could say fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of behind that is believe it i actually didn't go to culinary school i'm not classically trained it was just something that i was so passionate about and wanted to learn it badly enough that I taught myself the skills I needed and then was confident enough to go out and tell people, okay, I'm a private chef, hire me. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I remember. Ben's <laughs> mind is blown. My mind gets blown a lot, but that's that's pretty incredible because to me, it just says whoever you are, whatever you want to do, you don't have to have schooling. You don't have to you know, go out and seek some approval from someplace. Absolutely like, not. You don't need permission whatsoever. It's true. One of our family friends is actually like a James Beard award-winning chef and he never went to culinary oh, school. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, and, and I think there is a big like self-taught movement in any career you do and it's, yeah, if you love something and you're passionate enough, like you said, yeah. you can do it. You don't need to have that classical training exactly and my pinky is up (laughs) yeah and i think too you know just on the topic of the transition which i know we probably need to move on from soon but i I always think about how do i exit the music business if i ever did or, or how would you change uh complete careers and i guess it's you know from what i got from you was like what am i interested in on a daily that's besides my day to day job that i that really you know excites me I always tell people to look through their Google search history and see what are the things that like on your downtime are you looking up, right? Like if you're an office manager and you hate your job, you're not going to be looking up like how to better organize the kitchen at the office or whatever, you know. But if you're looking up photography skills or you're looking at cool photos or you're looking up healthy recipes, like how can you integrate that into your life and let it become a career? Maybe it's not going to be that you become a chef or you become a photographer, but maybe it's, I don't know, coming up with like a really cool design for a product. Like it just like leads down this whole other pathway. Yeah. Maybe you start a podcast when you don't even know what the fuck <laughs> you're right. doing. Right? Exactly. Here we are. So meta. I think you also though, when you decide to make a career change, you have to be okay with letting almost like an old identity go and becoming a new identity. Yeah, absolutely. And especially even like like my identity when Marta knew me way back in the day was I was the partier, I was the fun one. And I had to commit to the fact that if I changed my lifestyle, I was leaving a part of me behind, possibly friends behind and becoming a new person. So you have like this whole identity and like sacrifice mountain you have to get over and you have to want it bad enough on the other side to climb over that. 
But newsflash, you're still fun and we're still friends. So. <laughs> Thanks, girl. That's right. People who really chapter. love you will still be your friends. That's right. Always. Ten years later, Marta is still my friend. That's right. And, That's when you, and you make a damn good friends. snickerdoodle. My <laughs> God. Amen to that. Ooh, snickerdoodle. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep us going because we could. this could be a whole other episode and maybe we have to do a follow-up with Miss Megan Marlowe. Agreed. Over here. Um, so I would love to know... So you do this now, you're, you can be hired as a private chef, right? So who are some of the people that hire you? Are they a, a mix of regular people? You have clients like Jillian Michaels, like <laughs> what's your clientele like? Uh, it's kind of all over the board. Most of my clientele has been high end. So um, people who own large businesses and companies. Um, I have families that I've cooked for that own like five different houses and I've cooked in like all of the houses. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> But then I have people that are just like, you know, I want to have a fun dinner party and they just invite me to do that or how to, you know, teach them how to cook something or consult with them. It's it's very all over the board, but I would say like 80% of my clientele is mostly high-end clientele. How do you um, meal prep them? Like, how do you know what they like or what to expect? Do you try and do like every day a different dish or what's your... So I usually ask them, is there anything that you hate? And the two things that I get the most are either olives or mushrooms. What? Olives oh, are really? amazing. Yeah, what? And mushrooms are bad either. Eli up his arms like, are you, what? <laughs> Perplexed is Perplexed. the face I would yeah. describe. <laughs> um, so I usually ask people what they hate or what they hate and what they love. Because then I can usually go off of that. And then the next question is, do you like spicy or not spicy? And that's usually where I start. And then I will, if I'm meal prepping for someone in their home, I'll put together like six different dishes that week that are kind of like all over the board, like different styles of food, give them those and get their feedback. And then I start to understand, okay, maybe you don't like Asian cuisine, but you think you do because you went to like... Panda Express? Yeah, Panda Express <laughs> at the airport. Yo, I love Panda Express. <laughs> uh, I got that this week. <laughs> there was See, no judgment. That wasn't I'm a judgment saying, call. I'm just saying, like, this is why oh, I need to change my habits. I was not, I am not a, I am not a food elitist. shout out to Panda Express, right? <laughs> and pay away its redheaded stepchild. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, that's usually where I start, and then we just kind of go from there, and it becomes it becomes a process, and just kind of like figuring out what they like, what they don't like, and then I, you know, I have people, I've had actresses that have hired me to lose weight for a role, and they're on a very specific, you know, macronutrient or calorie count diet, and I go in and I, you know, figure it out specifically to what they need and what their needs are, and then they like shred a bunch of weight, and they look great, and then I'm just over here gaining weight, eating all the food while you I'm tasting it. So you are how? not, please. <laughs> Let's just let's just be real. Not true. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's okay. How, I mean, have you just learned all of this through experience, or how do you like? How have you developed? You know, okay, this is the how I'm going to go about putting their meal plan together, like without having any schooling, or mm. is it? You know, are you just watching YouTube videos? <laughs> is there like, is there a calorie counter like calculator online right? where like, you're like, I'm going to put in the calories <laughs> with my fitness pal, baby? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Shout out to my fitness now. <laughs> Just trying to get you guys sponsored. Sponsorship, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of it, some of it is actually. So I didn't go to like culinary school, but I did take a couple different like nutrition courses plant-based nutrition. I took plant-based sports nutrition through Matt, Matthew Kenny and just learning a lot of reading, honestly, like a lot, a lot of reading. And through just through that, through trial and error, I was able to, you know, kind of understand what people needed, what they didn't need, and go from there why do you think plant-based is the way to go like you know why why plant-based or and are plant-based and vegan the same thing no okay 
I definitely thought it was the same thing. I did. This, this, I, some people, some people do. My opinion is that it's not. Plant-based cuisine is plant-based food in a more pure form. So whereas vegan foods, for I always give this example, Oreos are vegan because there's no animal products in them, but they're highly processed. So to me, that would not be a plant-based food. Because that makes plant-based sense. is like the cleaner yep, version of vegan food that, that that's a great distinction i did not know that what is the center of an oreo i don't even know what it is <laughs> chemicals straight chemicals i mean straight it's delicious chemicals. children's tears i yeah. don't know <laughs> <laughs> um okay we are so easily distracted because this is just such a fun group of people um so okay that's really helpful to know the difference and i think what we want to know i think are our moms who are listening would want to know uh, are what are some things that we can do tomorrow to start eating better? Like when you meet with someone and you're giving advice, what's the first few things you tell them to do? So the first few things I tell them to do is look into their pantry and get rid of anything that they can't pronounce unless it's quinoa. Cause my mom's like quinoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't pronounce it, but I know it's good for you. So just keep it there. <laughs> wow. So anything you can't pronounce. Yeah. So wow. look at the ingredients on the back of boxes that are in, might be in your pantry. And if it's some really long word that's like, at the end of it is dextrin, like just get rid of it. Like you don't need that No, No dextrins, no extrins. <laughs> Extrinsions. Now that's yep. not to say that, you know, in, in life you will not eat those foods. If you go out to eat, you're, you have absolutely no idea most of the time what's that's in true. your food. That's true. But you can make those small steps, those small changes at home and get rid of them at home so that when you do eat out, it's like, oh, I just had it today. It's right. not a big deal. Yeah. I also would assume like if you're going to make a life change like that, you need to purge, right? <laughs> you need to just get rid of all yeah. the negativity. You can't baby toe dip into it, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. The temptation is high. High. Like, yeah. So you just need to get rid of all of it and kind of start from zero is what I would kind of assume. But, it, but if plant-based food tastes like that snickerdoodle, I'm in. Like I'm I, in. That was so good. I am in. Megan brought us snickerdoodles <laughs> and I ate mine in less than a minute. Yeah, these are, I did, I made a bunch of cookies for uh, the holiday for people to order. And yep. so I've had this, this kind of, re- this recipe in my back pocket for a Citizen's while. Citizen's mustard. Citizen mustard. Citizen mustard. Just one yeah. citizen. Where's it at? So we are a pop-up restaurant okay. and it's an upscale plant-based dining experience. We do about nine different courses with paired wines and a cocktail hour and like a whole a whole shebang. We go into these really nice homes and like move all the furniture and set up a restaurant for the evening. Um, <clears throat> it's super fun. Uh, we only do it a few times a year. So you just have to follow us and yeah, find out where say, we are. How, how do people even get on board with it? Yeah, they can uh, find us at Citizen Mustard on Instagram and then citizenmustard.com. And on the website, if you go to pop-up events, it'll tell you when our next event is and where you can find us and purchase tickets and all that stuff. And we also do private catering events and everything too. So, I mean, I would I would spend money. For sure. <laughs> I mean, especially if you're having like a fun dinner party or Absolutely. wanted to celebrate. Like, it's just one of those experiences I think that's super unique in totally LA. Agree. So yeah, everyone totally check that out if you're if you're looking for any ideas like that. Okay, so there is a March pop-up event coming. Yes, March 23rd. And and Megan is giving us a promo code. I mean, this is our first promo code. Oh, my God. we're handing out our podcast. <laughs> What's up? Whoa, promo code. What up? Coming from How the Fuck Do I Podcast. That's right. So anyone, We give so, back to our listeners. Yeah, we do. All five of them. Oh, my God, you guys. There's going to be so much good shit coming. <laughs> Your you mom's going to get so many promo codes. <laughs> my, mom, my mom loves plant-based cuisine. And so does my mother-in-law. Tony's mom is, is a, well, she's a vegan, but she would appreciate plant-based. 
least. Got it. Mm-hmm. So how can people find the promo code? What is the promo code? The promo code is HowPod20. How, ooh, HowPod20. The promo code is... HowPod20. HowPod20. Great. So uh, so be sure to use that if you guys are, are checking it out. March 23rd, that's the next event. Anywho, okay, so we're going to get rid of all of those things in our pantry. What What else would we do for like a... The basic next step to eat healthy. The next step would be introducing things into your life. I just say try even one new thing a week, right? Like you don't need to go crazy. It doesn't need to be overwhelming. It's like, oh, I've never had arugula. What is this green thing? And just put that in your fridge and start using it, start eating it and get familiar with these items so that when you start to go grocery shopping, over time, you build up a list of all these new things that you've tried that are healthy and you like them. That seems simple enough. Yeah, I guess it's just like, okay, for me, you know, I, I'm a single dude. I cook for myself and I always have trouble with cooking for myself, just one person, but then also figuring out like how to diversify my meals. And and to your point, I feel like you got to build up like your cabinet to have these spices that you can go back to and stuff like that and get a feel for it. It feels but- like you're asking a question about meal planning. Yeah, just like how, with that said, I guess, how do you, how do you meal plan for? Even if you're one person. Even if you're one person. Yeah, even if you're one person. So what I think what's really great is we have these amazing things called freezers. As I a, don't use my freezer for anything but alcohol, so. That's because you are a single dude. I'm a mom and I love my freezer. That's my <laughs> Yours best friend. Yours is full of popsicles. <laughs> popsicles, chicken nuggets, but they are good organic. Chicken nuggets for Tony or Non-processed. for Levi? Listen, we're, we're not going to be judging on this podcast. <laughs> no, they're, they're for Levi for sure. But yeah, like I love my freezer. Yes. So I think that the freezer can be underutilized and overpacked with shit that we don't need. So I think if you start to meal plan around the fact that you can store these things in your freezer so that it's not like I made this dish and now I only have three days to eat it or it's going to go bad or five days to eat it or whatever. It's there for later in your freezer, like a batch of chili or stew or whatever it might be. So that on these weeks where you do meal prep something, let's say you make a big, huge quinoa pasta bowl or something and you're eating that for five days or three days and then you get to a point where you're like i'm so tired of eating this i'm just gonna order out then you open this magical freezer and you're like holy shit i have chili when did i make this chili and now you have something else to eat that's really i honestly never even thought about just making a meal and putting it in the freezer with leftovers yeah that's, that's amazing Super smart what are your other meal planning hacks you could share when you are meal prepping for some for yourself for the week, like you'll get maybe a bag of carrots and you only need two carrots for whatever you're making. Cut the rest of them into spears, put them in your fridge, and then suddenly you have snack. You're a genius. Because they're just going to go bad. Why don't I do bad. that? They're just going to go bad in yeah. the car. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll get like, yeah, I'll just use only a couple and then they'll just sit there for like weeks. And they get all watery in the bag and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. and then you just throw them away. God, that's Meanwhile, so, that's so you smart had and simple. And then you've got a nice healthy snack. You pair yeah. a little hummus and then you're, yeah, you've got a exactly. snack. Oh, hummus, yeah. Right. Keep it right oh, next man. to it. Yeah, and if you want to get real crazy, if you had a dish that involved garbanzo beans and you only needed half the can, then use the rest of it to make hummus. What are the top five things you recommend people to have in their fridge and the top five things to have in your freezer? For a refrigerator, I always recommend some kind of milk alternative. 
not just because I'm plant-based, but because I think it's good to integrate other types of quote unquote dairy or, you know, milk into your life. Um, if you're drinking real milk, you know, you do you, but having like that alternative, like an oat milk or an almond milk every once in a while will get you other nutrients throughout the week. Um, something green, always something green. Um, usually a, like a type of cut up fruit because a sweet tooth is a real thing and it's there for a reason right like cravings are real because your body is trying to tell you that you need something and a lot of the times we don't know just because we've never learned nutrition what that is that we need so we reach for the thing that we think it is you have a sweet tooth so you grab a pastry but really if you just had to cut up pineapple in your fridge and you had a few pieces of it it might cure that craving i think another thing is to have some kind of healthy like dip or spread in the fridge is really helpful you can just you know buy it at the grocery store just check the ingredients um dips and spreads are great because if you're in a snacky mood obviously carrots whatever you can dip into that crackers but also for dressings you can take that dip and put it in a bowl or a glass or whatever and add a little bit of water, a little bit of vinegar, a little bit of salt. Like once you've added water, you know, chef tricks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it becomes a little bit runnier and then you can add it to a salad and you have a quick you have a quick dressing that you don't have to think about making and it's very versatile. Oh, I never even thought about doing that. I love making salad dressing, actually. It's very easy to do. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay, wait, give me your quick five or even three freezer, like three must-haves for the freezer. Uh, three must I would say frozen fruit because that's a really easy way to make smoothies um frozen bananas also for the i mean i guess that goes with fruit but i keep them separate in my mind it's like frozen berries and all those things bananas are different because you can make what is called nice cream with it so if you ever what need a nice cream because yeah. there are those days where you need yeah. you, you have a craving so bananas can be really creamy when you mix them properly in a Vitamix when they're frozen um, and you can add, you know, like a coconut yogurt or anything to it and it becomes like an ice cream. It's great for kids. Oh, wow. Dude, great for me. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is a great tip. So to me, like frozen fruit and bananas are separate. Um, and then for, for me at least, it'd be like some kind of veggie patty. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep veggie patties in my freezer. Yeah. I mean, it's simple. It's I mean, it's just it's there if you need it. OK, so I want to go back to sugar because oh, yeah. a ton of my friends are super inspiring. They are losing weight. They are working out. They're eating better. And a big thing that we discuss is sugar and how to get rid of sugar. And I'm curious just from your perspective and your lifestyle change, like how would you even go about approaching getting rid of sugar and right. I'm just so fascinated by it and yeah and no, like, it's a good question people people's lives really change from it here's the thing though like a lot of people will completely try to cut out sugar and your body actually needs it it's how you make glycogen which is glycogen is what powers your muscles glycogen is the only form of energy that your brain functions off of so you need sugar in your life but it doesn't need to be processed that's I think where like the blurry line comes into play I think the easiest way to go about it is to start slowly decreasing it and changing it up with fruit like I had mentioned earlier, but allowing yourself to indulge at times because I think what really happens is people cut it out completely and then they fall off the wagon and they're like, fuck it, like I need a donut and then suddenly they've had 12 donuts and they're like, whatever, I'm just gonna eat sugar for the rest of my life. So I think that like cutting it out as much as you can, but allowing yourself that forgiveness and allowing yourself to have sugar every once in a while. And I think a lot of people end up losing weight because it's it's inflammatory and we're we're a 
you know, the Western diet is so filled with inflammatory foods, sugar being a huge one. And I, I think it's great that people are, you know, reducing it, but there is a place for it as a function in your body. That was actually one of our questions was, you know, do you have cheat days? And, <laughs> and how, how do you manage having those cheat days to forgive yourself? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is when I first started eating healthy, I basically had to like cold turkey myself into not eating anything bad for me at all until like a Saturday. So I did have like a cheat day, right? It would be like Saturday is the only day I can drink. Saturday is the only day I can have pizza. You know, it was like my day of the week. And I did that for a really long time. I want to say maybe five or six years was like that because I needed that restriction because I'm someone that once I start eating something, I will just allow myself to eat it. Like I'm just like, whatever. Um, and I was an overeater for most of my life. So to, I needed that restriction for, on myself. And not everybody always needs that. Um, now, though, if I get a craving in the middle of the week and like I get a craving on a Friday also and on a Sunday, I'll allow it. It's just I think it just takes time to get to a place where you feel comfortable doing that and just allowing yourself to have those days. I mean, life is short, right? Like eat a donut. Enjoy yeah. it a little Hells, bit. Yeah. And enjoy it Says like Eli. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, with like, his hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> and for, forgive yourself and don't beat yourself up about it. Just have it and then move on and go back to that refrigerator that has arugula and cut up fruit and, and carrots and bean dips. Exactly. I like but that. But set yourself like up for success so that when you're at home, you feel like you're in a supportive environment from your refrigerator and your pantry and then when you're out and you're you know working in the music industry whatever you know like you are ben and like you're out and you're drinking with your coworkers and you're eating like pizza or whatever then when you go home and you wake up the next day there's food for you that's going to rebalance your body wow that's really really great advice because you know i think it's just important that to have that balance in your home with your food is will will kind of carry you through those really tough nights and, and moments. And yeah. I can tell you right now, I do not do that. It's a bachelor, you know, I've fucking condiments and that's it. <laughs> so, you know. Pickles and mustard. But there's no question. It's just, it. even talking to you now in this episode, just, it, it makes it, it's easy to do. You just have to yeah. put, you just have to commit a little bit and, and it'll start to build. Yeah. I think the big takeaway is to set yourself up for success. Absolutely. Be forgiving. And I love it. You're creating a supportive food environment in your pantry and your fridge. So you've got things that are quick and easy or your freezer mm -hmm. ready to go. So you make good choices. Yeah. Um, this has been super illuminating. Really has. Um, thank you for being here, Megan. Thank this has you for been me. super fun <laughs> and really, I mean, educational. I think I learned a ton of great things I can apply to when I go home. I'm feeling inspired. I'm really inspired. You know? And we want to go from inspired to some fun speed round. Oh, I with love you. it. Let's speed do it. So this is a speed round where you give us a one word answer or a quick kind of answer. And so Ben and I usually um take turns asking the question. So do you want to start, Ben? Here we go. Okay, so favorite junk food. Donuts. What vegetable do you despise? Raw mushrooms. Not cooked, just raw. Just raw. Yeah. <laughs> Dream celeb to cook for? Celine Dion. Uh, what's one vegan product that you cannot live without? Veganaise. If there was no food left on earth except meat, <laughs> would you eat it? <laughs> if there was no food left on earth, would you eat Ben? Oh, maybe. <laughs> 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 I can't. Wait, maybe. I, 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I wouldn't eat Ben. Of course oh I would God. not. Ben and I would forage together to find plants and we would survive. There you by go. Eating That's your answer. Berries and sticks. Oh my gosh. Just kidding. Too soon for all of that. I would never eat a person, especially my good friend. Best music to listen to while cranking in the kitchen. BPM, some sort of remix situation or 90s throwback. Um, have you ever cried at work? That's like a whole other podcast. We episode. ask everybody this question, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've cried at work so many times. But you know what? You just pick yourself up and you keep going. That's right. Um, what's the best piece of advice you think you've ever received? Forgive yourself. Huge. That's one of my uh, New Year's resolutions, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Great. Favorite age so far? Uh, seven. <laughs> that's that's Levi's age. He's living he's in the prime of his life. <laughs> no care in the world. Yeah, I don't have to pay bills. I lived two blocks from a donut shop. <laughs> hey. Boom. Love that. Okay, so this is the final one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one word answer. Fill in the blank. Happiness is attainable. Boom. Great that's answer. That's a new one. That's a new one. We haven't heard that one before. Have not gotten that one. Happiness and that's great. is attainable, and so is healthy eating yes healthy eating thank you so much megan this has been so much fun and you get to stick around for one last thing that ben and i do so ben ben says 100 percent a lot i do like more than anybody i know so anytime he says 100 percent, he said it once he has to give us a fun fun farb fact because he actually said it twice oh he did he followed up his 100 percent by repeating it one more time to make sure that you knew it was 100 percent. good job wow i wasn't gonna count that but if the guest is then we're doing it so you have to give two (laughs) farb facts and they're kind of embarrassing and they're really fun so give us two farb facts all of them up to this point pretty much been in the bathroom so i thought i'd take them out i think think we've covered the bathroom (laughs) the bathroom is done okay so one of my favorite things to do is sneeze I love sneezing. Is that because one tenth of a sneeze is an orgasm? An orgasm. Yeah. One. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Ten sneezes is one something, orgasm. Something, something like, like that. that. All right. So anyway. <laughs> anyways, I love it, and like I will have like sneezing attacks, and I will like purposely try and make the sneeze as big as possible. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of scared, but especially when I'm by myself, I like go hard. Like, <laughs> do you? <laughs> All right, all right. Why are all of mine inappropriate? You can you choose these facts. I really do. I even started writing them down so Did I could like no, yeah. All okay. Right. My second one is my dream was to become an FBI agent when I was a kid. That's what I wanted to do when I grew up, and I was like dead serious about it for until I was like thirteen. When did that change? Um, when I realized I didn't have any grades, and also I started smoking weed and oh yeah that's a no-go for them yeah (laughs) also like i feel like you show your emotions really well like your email i I feel like that you would have killed i'm not a a good interrogator no it's like (laughs) give it up no okay all right that's cool (laughs) anyway Uh, thanks for sharing those very fun far back for sure and, and I, Megan I, I want to thank you again for being on this this was an incredible episode and I think you. will be helpful for a lot of people yes. looking to change their lives I am going to stock up my freezer and my fridge and I'm going to chop up those carrots yeah, and girl. use them as dipping vessels <laughs> for bean dip and other things and clear your ca- your uh, cabinets of anything you can't pronounce no, de- no dextrins no that's dextrins. a good one yep. no dextrins that is, that's a no no Thanks, Megan. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was super fun. Thanks, Ben. I hope you never sneeze around me again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try not to. (laughs) Signing off. Signing off.